welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. This is Ash. I hope everyone had a very happy Halloween, which was several weeks ago, but that was the last time we did our last podcast, so there you go. Uh, <laughs> if you don't count our FX uh, Spaz podcast. Uh, again, this is Ash here, and I've got a nice uh, group of people with me today. Uh, back, we have Miss Haley. Hello. From our FX Spaz podcast is Janelle. Hello. Shannon. Hey guys. And Tim, if you don't know, didn't notice, I kept you for last. Champions entrance. Woo! Last spot <laughs> back. Um, Tim Murdy Murda is back from wherever he has been for the past. My years. mini vacation. Yes, his 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 mini vacay. He's lots of things to say. Say hi to the peoples, Tim. How's it going, everybody? I'm back. <laughs> I'm back and I'm ready to be, I don't know, uh, rude and whatever. <laughs> yes. whatever yeah, you can answer calling. those questions on Omona when they start coming up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, uh, I guess I'll start off um, because anybody that's been paying attention to K-pop for the last few weeks knows that there are two huge pink elephants in the room and we will get to those. Uh, first off, I want to say congratulations to Janelle and Shannon, uh, you FX fans. Um, I know Shannon is still perched on the edge of the cliff, but you guys have a lot of things to be happy about right now. Heck yeah. FX so uh, is doing really well. They have their own they're getting their own. Um, they're finally getting a fan, uh, fan, uh, fan group name. They're finally getting a name for their fans. Uh, they're finally their album, uh, Billboard and Spin, uh, two um, big music um, publications in the U.S. Both rated their album. I think they both also did Pink Tape. They were both huge fans of Pink Tape. Billboard gave it 4 out of 5, Spin gave it 7 out of 10, they debuted at number 1 on Billboard's World Albums chart, um, Four Walls is the second, number 2 album with the most first week sales for a girl group of all time, Girls Generation being number 1 of course, but I think they used to be number 1 and number 2, and they are getting their own, they have their own reality show now, I mean, so they're, they're doing awesome and they're winning all of the most of the music shows. So, Shannon, I don't know what else you need, honestly. Listen, listen. You don't understand. Being an FX fan makes you paranoid. It just makes you... Like, I am so excited. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, every day I have, like, four walls on blast. I dance around in my underwear to it, like, every day. Like, it is the best jam album, like, ever. I also know that a house is going to fall down on me, and I'm going to be crushed morally, just like with everything else with FX. So I just, I have to get past this four week. Like, when we get past four weeks, that's when I can breathe easily. Because everything bad happens to FX in a zero to four week period. Like, I have a list of horrible things that could go wrong that would make absolutely no sense, but in an FX world makes sense. And I just need to make sure that all of those don't happen. And then, like, it'll be the, oh, I'm just, but I'm, like, so excited. It's, like, living, like, two split, per it's awful. But it's what an FX fan does, like, every day. It's great. I love it. I can't live another life. <laughs> I don't know. It's like having amnesia every time they come back, because you forget that stuff bad happens every time they come back. 
<laughs> this false sense of security. You're like, yeah, they're doing so well and they're winning, and then something stupid happens, and you're like, um, oh, oh, this is what happened last time. So right, or you're doing something like mine in your kitchen, and you like pull beautiful. out a glass, and it's like red, and you go, oh god, red light. Oh god. Yeah. Oh god. Oh god. What if that happens again? Flashbacks is, is PTSD. What if Victoria joins the circus? What if Amber ends up dating an XL member? You don't know. These things happen. Oh, no. And the, right? And the world would end. I would be dead. Oh, man. You don't know. Oh, she could dump Changman and start dating, like, I don't know, Bacon or whatever his name is. Like, it could happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? For a Honestly, I think the EXO fans are all talk because when Taeyeon and Bacon, whatever his name is, Bacon, Ooh, were, dating, were dating, I mean, honestly, I expected the world, like, you know, to split into two, like, okay. you, know, you that guys. That Oreo thing, though. It like, did. <laughs> okay, you had, okay, the Oreo thing was bad, but Here's still, the thing, like, though. Here's the I'm thing, though. You're talking, about, you're talking about EXO going against the one of the ultimate fandoms in the Pink Ocean. Like, you're, you can't compare that to any other fandom, because the SNSD fandom is no joke, and it's full of a bunch of old men who are willing to ride for their girls. <laughs> like, straight up. You're talking about, like, 30 old men who are willing to That's like saying, I expected like, to be much worse than it was. No way. Like, if anything, it would have been EXO, like, a bunch of wild um, SNSD fans crushing a bunch of EXO fans' poor feelings because That's it's a bunch of girls versus a bunch of old happen. ass men. Like, I wasn't expecting the EXO fans to, like, you know, crush the SNSD fans. I was just expecting, like, a, a crazy tum rumble. Like, Oh, they, no, they didn't, didn't pick happen. that fight. I think I think it was a moment where the XOLs were like, we don't want this fight. <laughs> we're not going to take this fight. We're just going to let it go. Like, whatever. They just We're just going to crush some Oreos. I mean, just think of what yep. they did to the A-Pink fandom with that small rumor that Sehun might be dating Bami. Like, mm-hmm. the world almost, like, it was bad. Yeah, you can go... There's fandoms that they will turn out and try to destroy, but going after a big fandom, XOLs were quick to be like, we're going to do some petty shit, and that's it. <laughs> we're going to keep it petty, and that's it. We're not going to we're not gonna start a fight with these SNSD fans. I would not start a fight of, of like fight with fans that have turned out like SNSD's fans. That's crazy. That's like going against VIPs or going against... Uh, well, you know, we had that very uh, short-lived Taeyeon and G-Dragon rumor, which I was kind of... Those are too big. For, I was Those like, are two big ones, though. Like that's that's two big, really big fandoms going at it. Like that's what I'm saying. That would have been Armageddon. I was kind of yeah. ready for it. In but a again, sense. I don't think they would have fought. I think they would have been like, "Listen, we need to figure this out because they would have been detectives. Back. Like Bring we are gonna get to the bottom of this. <laughs> how does this happen? How do we stop it? Because yep. this is not good for either of us. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a fight. It would have been just like we're getting to the bottom of this. We need all of the details immediately. Okay, so another girl group also uh, recently came out uh, with a new album and new material. Brown Eye Girls with Basic. I love Brown Eye Girls. Um, I think other than Abracadabra, a lot of times they're pretty underrated as far as I mean, you know, they're they're one of the girl groups out there that is more. They're not really. I mean, other than Abracadabra, they're not, I don't really consider them, they're not really considered an idol group, so they, they basically do whatever they want, and that's why I love them so much, and um, also remember that they are one of the, <laughs> I can't even remember, 
think of any other groups. I'm sure there are some other groups, but they're one of the few, few idol groups that actually um, formed the group themselves and then, you know, went to a label as opposed to being formed by a talent agency, which is so rare um, in K-pop. But they came out with uh, Basic and um, have been promoting their songs, Brave New World and Wormhole. Guess what that's about? Um, <laughs> but it's awesome because... But you know what? It's awesome. There are older women. They can sing about whatever they want. You know what? That's, that's what I'm saying. I was reading on the Mona. They were talking about Brown Eyed Girls and Wormhole and were actually the juxtaposition between them and Stellar and Vibrato. And it makes so much sense when you look at a group like Brown Eyed Girls and them talking about pretty much the same, kind of covering the same subject, but the way that both groups decided to go about it, night and day. And well, part of, part of that, though, is that the brown-eyed girls are, like, a bunch of older women who are very comfortable with the, like, sexual image. Like, it's right. clear that they have no issue or qualm right. in presenting this image and well, doing this song. Like, like, they're comfortable in their sexuality, and they're expressing it the way they feel comfortable with Stellar. And I mean, that just makes it all the more obvious that this was something that, you know, that they're being told to do, that they were... You know, that they don't have really any agency over. It's not like, we're going to do this song and we're going to do these images. And, you know, you know, you know the way that their company wants to, us to think, well, yeah. you know, this is their choice. Oh, no, it's not their choice. You made this choice. Yeah, they've also gone out on record to say that they don't like it, whereas Brown Eyed Girls have gone out of their way to prove that they do like it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I what mean, I'm saying. Like, it, it just kind of, it just makes it even clearer. Not that anybody was doubting that from the beginning, but I'm just saying... You know, with wormhole, it's such a, a cheeky. You know, it's just. You know, some people are complaining about it and like, you know, how can they perform this? And it's like, you know, I, they're like you said, they're grown women, and this is they're comfortable talking about it. I don't see a problem with it. The problem I have is when you've got younger girls up there, they're clearly uncomfortable doing these kind of concepts, and you know being sexual and, you know, whatever else. Um, you know, for me, it's just two different things, obviously. I think, uh, for, for me, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I definitely think that brown-eyed girls have clearly expressed multiple times that they're very okay with this image, especially Narsha and Gaian have, you know, never been shy about this kind of image or this kind of thing. Um, neither Mirio, for that matter. Really, the only person we don't really know from is Gia, and she clearly seems comfortable up on stage. So it, it's hard to tell. Um, I think it's funny that people are, su are in such a fuss about the song because when I first heard it, I thought the title of the song was Wormhole. And I listened to it and was like, this clearly is not <laughs> what I thought this was going to be. And I just sat there staring at it like, is this really going to happen? Like, is this a song that they're going to promote? Because it's way better than uh, Brave New World, first off. And second yeah. off, it is ridiculously, like, sex positive. But by all means, like, do your thing. Like, they, they go up there, they, prom they perform it. I don't really like their outfits. I think it's, like, a strange cutesy image that I don't really dig. Like, obviously the song's not cute, but their their style of dress, I feel like, is... Well, that's the thing. I kind of like that, that because age, they're, it's, it's obviously a cheeky... like that's Yeah, and I get that, but it doesn't feel age-appropriate for them is my issue. Like, I, I don't know. It, feel, it feels strange to me. It doesn't come off right. 
for me personally. I don't um, have a problem with it because I feel that's part of the concept, but yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I just don't like that it doesn't feel age appropriate. As well. <laughs> it's just, it's one thing to be cheeky. It's another thing to like kind of dress like you're in your early 20s, like, like 20, literally the age 20. So. Well, you know, you've got, you know, 20-year-olds dressing like they're 14, so, you know. It's all in, you know, your perspective as far as... I, I agree. I mean, it could be worse. By all means, it could be worse. Just for yeah. me, it, I, I just don't really like it. But um, I do like the song a lot, uh, generally as a song, and then I like that they're so positive about the image. It's fun. It's a good time. They seem like they're having fun, so as long as they're having fun, I really yeah. don't care. They're one of those groups that, you know, it, it, you know I'm, I'm, I'm liking... I guess I'm feeling like is is. You know, we've got younger people, fans like Haley, and then, like, I'm getting older, and I feel like more of, like, an old fart K-pop fan. And, you know, <laughs> and you see groups that you've been, like, liking for years and years get older, and, you know, you see how you, you kind of start seeing the, you know, kind of transition of them into the ones they have been able to, like, continue to perform. You know, the ones that obviously don't care about winning awards or, you know... You know, they, they you can tell the ones that obviously, you know, are happy to be up there and performing and having that as their profession and, you know, winning the awards. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm sure they'd be happy if they got some, but it, it's not a you know, priority for them. Like, you you know, I and, you know, I think you can tell that with brown and girls and, you know, I, I think they've got enough respect that, you know, obviously... You know they can go up on music shows and do that kind of song without <laughs> getting completely cut, like censored. So, yeah. What do you do? You guys have any thoughts about Brown Eyed Girls? Just hasn't Haley, caught, you, caught me oh, yet. Okay. What did you say? I'm sorry. Oh, I was just saying, like, it, it, I mean, I think I'll end up liking it, but I haven't listened to it enough times where I'm like, because I generally like. Brown Eyed Girls title songs, like I, I love them, but this one hasn't. I don't know. It's on repeat. The world, it took me a while for it to grow on me. It did, cause it's kind of, yeah, it's not cat like one of those things. It's like catches you automatically, but I feel like a lot of Brown Eyed Girls songs out there after you listen to it a few times, except like Abracadabra was like kind of an outlier there. Haley, do you re do you remember Brown Eyed Girls? Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know who the Brown Eyed Girls are. I've definitely listened to Abracadabra. I haven't listened to this one yet, but um, I was definitely in that camp that thought it was Wormhole, uh, and this is the first that I've heard <laughs> it wasn't. Wow. So, yeah. Glad it wasn't uh, just me. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Just heard it, you know, five minutes ago that it wasn't Wormhole, so... <laughs> uh oh so you haven't heard the song? No, Surprise! I haven't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me just say, it's good that you made this discovery before hearing the song, because I went into the song with a whole different mindset. <laughs> like, wow. I was, like, slapped in the face with this sudden sex-positive song, and I was like, what, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> That's the magic of Brown Eyed Girls. Yeah, for, well, so it's, the same, it's the same issue that I had when... Uh, when Gaon put out Bloom, and I was like, oh, cool, this is going to be dope. Like, I'll, I'll see what you do. I'm, I'm not a huge Gaon fan. And then I watched the music video, and I was like, what am I watching? What, what is this? <laughs> so but that's why. why I love them. I'm like, you know, they're completely within their rights to, to talk about these subjects and present them to the greater Definitely. public. No. And I agree, yeah. 
Like, and, I, I'm, you know. I think it's good that they do, especially coming from um, a very, you know, brown-eyed girls are very well-respected, um, like, you know, unis and nunas for most of the people that are out promoting, and I know that they don't make music necessarily for idols or anything like that, but it, it means a lot to see this group of older women who are very confident, very cool in their own skin, and they can talk about these things without presenting them in, like, a disgusting graphic kind of way, like, just for shock value. Yeah. They don't need to present you a music video that's just shock value. You know, they they clearly were sexy. They had moments where they had zoomed-in cameras for male gaze and things like that, but it was never overt and, like, gross like you got in vibrato or anything like that. Yeah. Like, it was the kind of the kind of music video where you can watch it and say, like, you know, clearly this shot and this shot are for the dude, the male audience, but this whole music video is for anybody. Anybody can just watch that music video and right. enjoy it. So, you, know it's on, it's, you know it's on their terms. And yeah, you, you know they didn't have to do anything they didn't want to do, which yeah. which means a lot in the long run, especially when you have girls tackling this kind of issue because the minute it happens, the first thing people go to is like, they don't want to do this. So when you have people who are positive about it and comfortable, it means a lot. And it says a lot that like not all these girls are just stuck here doing sexy images they don't want to do. Here's four girls that love this image and own it better than any label could try to make them, you know? Right. Okay. All right. Uh, also, we have Icon is coming back uh, with two digital singles on the 16th. Uh, the first single is going to be a rapper subunit by Bobby surprise, 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 surprise. The two members that must be I so nice to get know. the subunit you thought you would get on debut instead of you know never <laughs> or maybe. <laughs> Seven years after debut, whatever. Douchebag. I'm so angry. I hate Icon. I wish I could like them because I like YG, but I hate Icon. It makes me nuts. Like I said, they've completely, I, I was saying earlier off the air, they've completely screwed up the dynamic because even like with, with Big Bang, the whole thing with Big, Big, Bang, Big Bang is that, yes, GD gets a lot of attention and he's kind of the... Uh, you know, the Svengali or whatever, but they all, you know, have, have, they're all so individual, they've all cultivated their own fan bases, and they all bring something unique to the group, but Icon, you know, they're trying to kind of, it's obvious Papa YG is trying to make this, you know, the, you know, the next, like, Big Bang, or make it, them closer to the next Big Bang, at least in, in image and sound, but he's completely messing up the dynamic, because he's got, number one, he's got a larger group, and then you've got two people that you're focusing on to the detriment of everyone else. It's like if Big Bang, you know, just focused on Top and G-Dragon, you know, and was everyone else was like, oh, whatever, you know. I mean, Top and G-Dragon have always been the rappers of the group, but it wasn't always, like, I mean, when did Top and G-Dragon, you know, Top and GD did their subunit, like, way down the line in, you know, Big Bang's career after they had already established themselves. And then we've already got Icon doing subunits, and you know the other ones, the other members are still trying to get their names out there and have people remember who they are, <laughs> so we can like put names to faces other than Bobby and Bi. 
It's, um, a, it's an incredible waste of what talent they do have in Icon. And, like, when I say that I hate Icon, it's not the group itself. You know, I don't have anything about against the group, and I still will listen and wait for, like, the song that really does it for me. But I don't like the way they're being promoted. And uh, part of my issue is, like, you know, they're supposed to be Big Bang Jr., but they're not going to pay any dues to try and become that. Whereas, like, GD and YB were the subunit everybody expected, and I didn't get it until, oh, my God, what, two years ago? Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they at least, song. they at least gave the group time to gel and become its own thing before they started you know, splitting people off. Right, and it's fine to do solo stages and things like that while you're climbing up because we got G Dragons this love, we got YB solo. You know, we we did get those pretty quickly, but they paid dues to get to that. You know, yeah. and it, and it wasn't the most well. They were technically becoming the most popular members very quickly. They were the yeah. members that had steam and had worked the longest in the company. And I guess you could say the same for Bobby and, and B.I., but what about Jin Hwan? But they're still, been there from yeah. the very beginning, too. And the group you know? itself is still new. You know? And the, it's not the group like the itself group doesn't have as much um, exposure or personality yet as Big yeah. Bang did by the time we got solo. So I, I exactly. totally agree. Like, it, it's it's detrimental. They should What they should have done if they were going to do this is they should have used Bobby and Bobby's already established fame and well-liked scenario to boost one of their vocalists. They should have done it for June, or they should have done it for uh, Jin Hwan, one of the two. They should have had a subunit between those two because those two guys are the ones that really need more popularity and instead you're boosting the guy who has a bad reputation with the fans. You're making him seem even more spoiled, which is what the fans think that uh, B.I. is. And you're not using your popular member to bring up your other members that aren't as popular yet. And it's a mistake. Like, it's, it's, a, clear, it's a clear shot for... for YG, if you put Bobby on a song, it sells, period. Right now, Bobby is hot. No matter what he touches, it's going to be hot unless the song is literal trash. So just put him on something and then let let him bring somebody up. Let him bring June, your lead singer, up and make people go, wow, he's really good. I really like his voice. And then suddenly you have another popular member. And then you have uh, the ability to boost up another member because your three members that should be there at the top are already popular and you don't have to worry about inflating them anymore. It's just, it's like he forgot how to make other people popular and was like, I have Bobby and B.I. and I don't give a crap about anybody else. Like, it, it's wild. It's wild to me. I don't understand. What did the rest of you think about Icon? Do you guys even, are you guys Icon fans? Are you interested in them at all? <laughs> I I don't know. I've got a vague interest just because they're from YG, but if you, if I didn't know any better, I would think Icon was just Bobby and B.I. Right. I don't know anything about yeah. these other guys. At all. Yeah. I mean, that's how where I'm at. They're the only ones I yeah. know. I, I can't name the other ones. And the worst part is, why? Why should you know anything about the other members? You shouldn't, because YG doesn't care about them. <laughs> yeah. Wild. YG doesn't care about anyone, but... That's true. Well, yes, um, because apparently, you know, YG's been doing the whole uh, what's Who's Next campaign. And uh, recently, uh, one of the newest um, Who's Next um, things came up on the internet. And it has Who's Next, 1121, at 2100 hours. Now, I admit, you know, I, I have to say that all of the, the Blackjack fans, they're like, this has got to be 21. I 
can completely see this not being them. But I if that is the case, that's a huge. They're trolling the hell out of us. Listen, way, okay. Because there's no way that you're going to put 21 on there two times and not know that people are going to think about 21. Listen, I am a huge YG stan. I don't make it any sort of secret. I love this label. But um, one thing that does bother me, especially because it is very prevalent, more so among actual YG stans than it is anybody else, is this idea that, like, Papa YG legitimately hates us. Now... <laughs> I understand that he's done some things that I don't agree with. I told I I, I waited four years for a YG a YB album, and what I got was nine songs that he didn't even pick out of the like seventy that sit on the cutting room floor. I know, and I'm bitter. Okay, I get it. But this this is ridiculously cruel, and to think that. Papa YG is legitimately that cruel? Come on. Like, let's give this guy a tiny bit of a break. If well, it's I don't not think he's, to anyone, I don't think he's, like, go. purposefully cruel. I think he just doesn't give a crap. I no, mean... this would be purposely cruel. That's what I'm saying. If this <laughs> isn't to anyone, it is purposefully cruel. Well, There's I'm no saying, way in saying I, that I can, it's not. I can see... I, I, I'm just saying I can see this not being to anyone. Because I can't are, fathom uh, that there is... I can't fathom the idea of this not being to anyone related at the very least. Like, maybe it's going to be somebody's solo like... album, but I cannot see YG being so cruel as to say, yeah, I know you think it's to anyone, but screw you guys, I don't even like you. Like, I, just, <laughs> I can't imagine that. I mean, I did, I mean, I this don't is know. why I could never be a YG fan. FX is too much for me already. I couldn't handle all of this shit on a regular basis. I can only deal with it once a year. <laughs> it's really not that bad. Like, this is my issue is, like, I, I think people exaggerate how bad it is to be a YG stand. The thing that bothers us and the thing that we suffer through the most is that everything that we want gets pushed back. But he doesn't say, no, I'm going to do this thing and I'm just going to troll the crap out of everybody. He's never trolled us this hard. Like, this would be unnecessary the to the point where I would is, consider not is, being a YG stand. I can see a lot of evidence for it not being 21 just because I don't... There's not, there's a lot of evidence against it being anything related to them, unless maybe it's a like what? CL related thing. Is Bomb even allowed out in public yet? <laughs> that's the thing. Well, like, that's I the mean, only I, thing. I, I, and she was at the like YG be... building. She was at the YG building. Right. Recently. I'm just saying. I mean, that's like, put her in public without saying, eggs and okay, tomatoes being thrown. And people are in Korea are still. Like, you know, there's still, you know, itchy over sure. this whole the bomb thing. And I, still and getting black for it. But she also was never spotted at the YG building before recently. And then out, out of nowhere, we get um, some of the stylists and other people related to 2Anyone posting things related to the number 2Anyone and being like, do you miss them? And then out of nowhere, we get who's next on 1121 at 2100 hours. Come on. Like, it has to be to anyone related, and if it's not, then I will come on this podcast and publicly denounce YG, because <laughs> there is no level of cruelty as deep as that, because that is cruel, cruel, cruel. There's more evidence pointing to it being to anyone related. Maybe it's going to be like a subunit or something like that. That would be wonderful and fine. I hope it's not CL related. That would be a waste of time. But <laughs> I was going to say, question, wasn't she supposed to come out in America related. at this point already? I'm very confused. Was, yeah, I don't know got, anything. We haven't heard anything else about that. Like, I, you know, we keep hearing, it's going to be in the summer, it's going to be in autumn, and it's November now, so I don't, you know. Oh, I can't say much. It's still freaking summer here. I want to cry. <laughs> so, I just, 
I can't imagine it's going to be that cruel. I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm not going to be well, part of well, the YG fandom. Like, we're just going to hate on everything YG does. He makes pretty good moves most of the time. And the only time I've disagreed he, with what he's done he is... He does, but he also, you know, and, and I agree with people that say, he, you know, with whoever, I mean, him or whoever runs things there, has an issue with, like, management of the artist and, and that sort of thing. Um, with time management? Literally the only yeah. label that's big that does it right is SM. Like, I'm sorry, but why, JYP <laughs> um, yeah, is just I as mean, shitty. That's why... Where's Miss A? Like, <laughs> I mean, what you, I don't understand. Where's 2PM? Where's Miss A? Like, it's just as bad well, on any big Well, to be fair, they are, you know, they are doing things. It's The thing with YG is that, uh, with the exception of Big Bang, which is their top moneymaker, you know, they have a tendency of, and I think a lot of people with the 21 fans, is the thing issue they have with it, is that with 21, when they finally came out with their album, you know, it wasn't so much the fact that it took, the, you know, a couple of years or whatever. It's that, you know, they didn't really do anything, you know, they were, yes, they you know, they were just sitting around and... They spent, okay, hold on, again, and I, I keep having to point this out because it keeps getting brought up. The four years between their two albums, they released singles more than once a year and promoted them, and they went on two world tours. What do you mean they didn't do anything? They did tons of things. Well, you they did. But I mean, in the, in the sense of, I guess I'm, I guess for the people they're looking at it as far as K-pop, like in the terms of how you have to promote yourself in K-pop, they weren't um, as visible. And for yes, they were. Especially, and the, and the sense that you have to be to be relevant in K-pop is what I'm saying. Like, but they were relevant. They were the number two girl group in K-pop during their reign. Like, there's no were, denying that they but, were just you know, under like, SNSD and they people, promoted every single year. Right, That's, and oh, then you've got people now they're saying that they fell off. Because they, haven't, they actually haven't done anything now. At this point, they haven't done anything. And I agree, at this point, they haven't done anything. But previous to this... When did they not promote, is what I'm saying. They were never not there. Part of relevancy is, for some people, is going on variety shows. But if, you know, if you're a blackjack, you know that they all suck at going on variety shows. Except for, Dar so except for Dara. She's the well, only yeah. like, half-decent person on variety. So, exactly. And I, I agree. And it's never been a YG thing to put people on variety, which is important. But to say that they fell off the map and they didn't do anything when they literally had number one hits between the years of their album is like trying to say that somebody literally hasn't made music as they continue to release singles. Right. Like, and, they and I'm, did not saying, stuff. I'm not saying that that's particularly my viewpoint, but the public perception, I think... The oh, international a lot of public that, perception. Public perception. And I think also just in general, like the general K-pop fan perception that it's, you know, the, you know, the general perception, meaning, you know, what people spread around and, and take as truth, is that they haven't been around, they haven't, you know, done enough, we haven't seen them around as much, and then the whole scandal with Bomb happened. So it's, and, and like I said, for girl groups, it's different because... You can look at Big Bang and say, you know, they took just as long to release another album. But for guys, it's obviously different. Um, their fans will wait. But we're talking about their actual time being around. Like, again, they released their album to anyone in 2010. In 2011, they released Lonely, I Am The Best, Hate You, Ugly. 
In 2012, they only released one song. In 2013, they released Falling in Love, Do You Love Me, and Miss You. And then they released Crush in 2014. What do you mean they didn't promote? Like, all of those songs sold over 3 million singles. You can't tell me they weren't there because they promoted those songs. We can all go watch those songs live. They promoted at most of the end of the year shows. Like, they were out there doing stuff. And then they were on a world tour two times in that span of two years. Like... To say they didn't do anything is crazy. They did tons of stuff. They just didn't give us an album. And for whatever reason, people decided if 2NE1 doesn't release an album, they're not being relevant. And that's mind-blowing to me because they were still number one on the charts. Literally, their worst charting song in that time period hit number three. Like, right. you can't tell me they didn't do anything and that they weren't relevant. 2NE1 has this weird thing to me where it's like they're still popular, but it's like people have gotten lukewarm on them a bit. It's weird. Like I, I think I, it's I only it. international fans, and because they sit in this weird, like, we're just so upset at how YG is mismanaging them that I'm just going to be well, mad. Even, like, among K-pop groups, like, you know, they're, they're not... I mean, they're still considered a top girl group, but I, I don't know. They don't seem... You know what I'm saying? They, just, they did not... I don't want to say okay. they're not relevant, but you know, they're okay. not well, here, let's, conversation. Let's look at it like this. What makes them and their trajectory, if you take like how they are involved in the conversation, any different from the Wonder Girls? The Wonder Girls, when they weren't promoting, weren't relevant in conversation well, at all. Well, that's what so, I'm saying. Like, I, I feel like it's kind of... I, I actually was thinking it's the same kind of situation like when they went off to, to the USA and they were gone for a few years. It's the same kind of thing, and then people are like, oh, well, they're not, you know, they're not really relevant. I think one of the things that has kind of kept the Wonder Girls afloat is the their past success, and you know, the it's the same for Two Anyone though. That's if endeared themselves to the public. And if Two Anyone comes back on the twenty first, if that's what this comeback is about, if the, if we legitimately get a Two Anyone comeback, I guarantee you. Everything in K-pop is going to stop for Two Anyone, just like uh, everything. Yeah, in no, I mean, I, I'm not Girls. saying that they're. I'm not saying that they're not. I mean, it'll be a big deal. Obviously, it's it is because I mean, look at all the people there clamoring for it to be true. But I'm just saying, it's a weird thing that when they're not active and not doing things, it's it's like there's this. I don't know. Like I said, it's different because Big Bang takes off more or just as just as much if not more time but like I say it's things are different for guy and girl groups but for like 21 if they're not doing something or not actively you know you know doing whatever it's just like oh well you know YG's let them down they're failed I, don't, I still I just, think it's fans being crazy like especially just, I mean, the only girl group I can think of that gets talked about when they're not doing something is that's an SD and that's just yep. because they're so ridiculously huge like everybody else falls well, yeah. off the face of the planet yeah, everybody like, I don't see a pink news when a pink's not promoted, exactly. but you know that they're a top group. Yeah, like, you can't think, deny that at this point. I think the the thing is like I think you're totally right, Shannon. Like the only group that people really talk about is SNSD when they're gone. So I think that what it comes down to is people just sell the farm on girl groups when they're not there, and people yeah. are shocked that they have to do that to the number two girl group. But if you really go back and think, like what what did I actually see from two anyone throughout the years when they were not promoting an album, it's consistent comebacks. Like, you still got to see them. They still were there. They've always been relevant, but they'll come, they'll blow everything up, and then they leave again. And it's like, okay, whatever, where'd they go? Well, they went on a world tour. A bunch of fans saw them. They sold out a bunch of venues, but 
I guess it's not as big of a deal as when Big Bang goes on a world tour and everybody's like, well, they're busy on a world tour. Like, what do you mean? They're both on world tours. Why don't? Why have you forgotten that there is they're this They're kind of like the milkman. You bitch when he doesn't show up with your stuff, but you always expect him to show up. You just don't yeah, think about it until so. he doesn't that show up. And you're like, hell, where's my milk? <laughs> that must be it. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Thank you for making it all make sense to me, Shannon. You're welcome. Shannon's, um, yeah. I know people in the real world don't have milkmen, but we still have them sometimes in May. They're like the swans men. You know when he shows up with those awesome frozen desserts? It's the best. I don't have those guys, so... You don't have the swans frozen trucks that, like, deliver to your house, and they have, like, popsicles and ice cream and shit. It's like the ice cream truck on, like, crack. I know what you're talking about, but my town is too small. We don't have that service. It's the best. I... I yeah I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Okay, let's <laughs> move on. Um, just uh, for a quick recap, um, if you guys have paid any attention to our Twitter, um, Kiara, um, one of our regular podcasters, uh, sadly she is out sick this week, but she did um, stay up, bravely stayed up and watched the Melon Music Awards and live tweeted them. Bless her soul for taking that bullet for us. <laughs> yes. And she took, um, yes, yes, she did. And uh, so if you guys pay attention to that, she had some interesting things to say. Um, for those of you who did watch it, um, most of us did not watch it live, uh, but watched, you know, clips, which I think most people did. Uh, it was pretty, from what I could see, it was pretty much the Big Bang show. Um, just for a quick recap, um, for you guys as far as uh, who won what. Uh, best male, new male artist went to Icon. <laughs> best new female artist went to Sprint. Top 10 award went to Girls' Generation, A-Pink, Sister, Sonny, Shiny, Big Bang, Zion T, XL, Toy, and Hyukyo. Uh, best trot artist went to Hong Jin Young. Best rap and hip-hop artist went to Mad Clown for Fire. Best rock artist went to Kim Sung Q for the answer. Best ballet artist went to Becca Young uh, for shouldn't have. NBC Music Star Award went to EXID. Won the K Performance Award went to Monster X. Nothers in Popularity Award went to Big Bang. Best male dance group BTS. Best female dance group Red Velvet. Hot Trend Award. <laughs> uh, Hot Tender Award 2015 Infinity Challenge Music Festival. Hot Album of the Year, EXO for Exodus. Song of the Year, Big Bang for Bang Bang Bang. And Artist of the Year, it's Big Bang. Uh, so, Big Bang obviously won the most awards, and they had a huge four song like, mini concert set toward the end of the show, uh, which makes people think they're not going to attend the Mamas, and apparently YG has some issue with MNET, so there's a good chance that they may not be there, or no one from YG will be there, so um, for you guys that watched any of the show, clips or, or anything, do you have anything to say about it? Um, for me, I, from what I saw, it was pretty, I mean, it wasn't anything terribly exciting. Uh, I enjoyed the little mini-concert at the end um, but by Big Bang. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, it, you know, I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm even looking forward to the Mamas or anything at all, the MAMAs, but uh, Melon was, was, was just okay. I, I wasn't really shocked by anything. Um, best Female Dance Group, I 
such crap. I, 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 I that is the one award I would have given to someone else, but um, such crap. Who else was nominated besides Red Velvet, though? Wasn't it like AOA? And... It was a bunch of groups. There's, there's like for each of for each um, category, there's like a bunch of groups nominated, and like I know they at least half the like groups nominated for best female dance group were better than <laughs> Red Velvet. Listen, had. that award just went to SM because Melon wanted to lick their butthole. That's all <laughs> it was about. I mean, so I, I know if that's going to be nominated because it hadn't come out, so. but there's so much better groups to nominate than Red Velvet. Like, come on. I Nobody just, wants to lick that crusty butthole, Melon. Get over yourself. Don't do it. I mean, I, you know, I, with Red Velvet, it's, I, you know, I'm not on the Red Velvet train yet. Um, I, I'm so I, on the Red Velvet train. I love Red Velvet. Okay, <laughs> Haley, that's fine. I don't want you to feel. I like, know, no. Uh, don't let my red velvet hate stop like you. Somebody yeah, has okay. to love those poor off so, girls. So real quick. So real Other quick, than Yuri, I like Yuri because she's adorable and the saint, and I don't know what she did wrong in a past life to get stuck with red velvet. But somebody has to try and save that group. So, so <laughs> just just to be clear, the other girl groups nominated for this award was Mama Moo's, uh, um, uh, Oh Yeah, EXID's Oh Yeah. AOA's Heart Attack, Miss A's Only You. So, so everything I was think, better than that by, like, a landslide. I think heart least, Attack, yeah. though? Heart Attack? I think, I think Heart Attack didn't deserve to win. I'm fine with that. But <laughs> I, EXID I, yeah, and Miss A both. Miss A should have won, in my opinion. But Miss A, a and I EXID. I don't know if they won the dance award. I, well, for Miss A, the one thing they I think have they won definitely won. had more <laughs> choreography. Um, but I would give it to him just on... Just because. I would give it to um, EXID. They totally, like, they brought a song back to life. You should give them something. Yeah, I mean, also their choreography was, you know, pretty, you know, everybody knew the up-down, ah, yeah, move, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think that they just gave it to Red Velvet because, you know, SM. So. Yeah. I, and their yeah, fans I mean, turned up for that these, award, so. A, some of these, a lot of those these awards are kind of arbitrary. It's like, you know, it, unless you have, like, you know, I mean, and most of the female groups don't really get a whole lot to do in the dance category anyway, so you're kind of just going on, you know, well, who I did you... I swear to God, if FX doesn't win next year... Uh, mm. Yeah, FX, I don't know if they have a Best Dance Group Award, but if they don't have one, they, they should have one at this point, because they're one of, like, maybe two or three girl groups that actually do interesting choreography, um, which is a, you know, which is a shame, but uh, there we go. Okay, um, anybody else have anything to say about the Music Awards? INT... Being in the top ten is probably the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I am incredibly <laughs> excited. Like I was like, Tim's gonna be so happy. I when I heard the news and everything, I was just like, this is probably the greatest thing that I could ever wish for. Like, there's a <laughs> lot of people who have turned out on like Amona and stuff to be like Zion T fans. So I'm super super happy as like a person who's been a Zion T fan. I just want more people to be his fan. Like, I'm not one of those crazy fans that's like, I liked him first. No. I want more people to like him because I want him to sell more things and I want him to make more money. So, I'm super happy to see him in the top ten. Like, he put out tons of good music. He totally deserves to be there. And thank you for everybody who voted for him. 
sincerely from the bottom of my heart, like, I love this man, so thank you. It's like so, you're expecting so to award yourself, Tim. I, dude, when I saw it, I was like, I am going to make a speech because I am so happy. <laughs> like, I am really genuinely happy because this dude has worked so hard for so long as an underground artist, moved into being, like, indie and people caring about him. So, again, like, for real... Thank you, everybody that voted for him. Obviously, there's no Koreans listening to me, but thank you so much for, for doing it because it makes me feel better and it makes me feel super happy for him. Okay, um, just uh, to uh, just to remind everyone, Vix does have a new album out. Um, I have not listened to it, but um, I do. Uh, I did uh, look at some comments, and uh, some people did like our FX listening party. So um, possibly, maybe we can do a Vix listening post. It won't be a spaz post because I don't think any of us really spaz over Vix. But um, it seemed like people did like us doing the you know live listening reviews. So is that the boy group with the ones that look like puppies that do like booty it's things? It's just the one that, that tends to do the dark concepts. And okay, they're, concept they're all vampires group. and so goth they're witches. Well, they're like new one. No, a vampire is, group. Yeah, and their new concept is they've got these like chokers on their neck because oh sweet like, Jesus, uh, what is it? Chained Did up. Did Edward yeah. bite them or what? Like what's going on? <laughs> no, it's like their new song is called Chained Up, and it's oh like oh god, they're, oh, okay. um, <laughs> they're and so all and their like so promotional edgy. photos have them in these like red white these white suits and like red like choker weird things, and like basically so fifty shades of gray. Well, it's not, it's not it's 50 shades of with that piece of crap. <laughs> like, I'm so confused. How do you, like, I don't know. I don't want okay, this. Okay, so this is how they explained it. For Vix's second full album, they're planning to show an image of a slave for love who gives everything oh, to one girl. Oh, Especially for the They're coming back as a real-world person who usually is stronger than anyone and shows a manly side. Oh, but in front of love is like a slave and that is bound to the other person and has no this fate of a man by sub sublimating it as restrained sexiness and manly charms. Okay, so, uh, so here's the thing, right? The I'm empty not teaser I saw was basically them doing wearing the, the white outfits and a choker and doing really sexy dance moves. So, so the, the MV is out at this point. I haven't watched oh, it, obviously, oh, because we oh, all okay. joined this podcast like as it launched. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do want to say, like, wow, I'm going to make fun of them, and I'm, I'm just going to take <laughs> Yeah, take I think this would be a very bad listening post, because I think all of us are... But they, like, here's the thing. They they actually do make good music. Like, their music do. isn't bad. I, so I kind of... I, I like them. I'm taking the piss out of it, but they actually are pretty talented. Like, they generally are a pretty talented group of dudes who actually do pretty impressive choreo most of the time. Like, they're 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 good. They just don't give me anything. Like, there's nothing about them or the concept that I like. But I, and like I would them rather make fun of them. At least they there try to do something different because a lot of times the boy groups just kind of mesh together for me. And so, at least, like, for them, that's the reason why I can at least, like, pick them out. Well, the others is like, oh, there's This the just sounds like a bad fanfic from, like, Edward. Like yeah. Twilight. Well, you and, know, and, like, I mean, it kind of went dark when everybody went dark, and they just decided like we're never gonna drop this because we actually are pretty I good. I don't know. At I feel like this kind of like helped it become 
like more popular because I feel like it gained traction after they did it and became popular off of it and then everybody was doing the dark concept. I'm pretty so sure that they like came back at the, the same time as uh, BTOB's Thriller. So uh, I think I, could, I think they were in part of the group. waiting for the glitter. No, okay. But I still feel like people look at it more as their thing, and like you. When all of you all of the boy groups went to Halloween Town from that old Disney movie. And oh my god, I love Vicks that never film. Came back. This, like, all it is is Vix never came back. If I could go to Halloween Town, I totally would. That's the wrong Halloween Town, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was thinking of the Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't yeah, know. No, Halloween Town, where there's the Halloween giant Town. pumpkin, and then yes. there's the talking ghosts, and then they go to the the, the sweat lodge, and he gets really, Yo. really skinny, and his voice yes. goes up. It's hilarious. <laughs> okay. I vaguely I'm so remember that. Right okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Oh my god, it's so good. Cool. Look it up. It's like the best Disney Channel original film after Suzy yes. Q of all time. And don't and watch the like, second one because it's a trash can. There's yeah. like four <laughs> movies, yeah. Decent, but they changed the whole cast and nobody looks the same. It's kind of like the Return of Oz. When you go to watch Disney, you're like, that's not, I'm very confused. Who is this supposed to be? Oh, that's Dorothy. Never mind. Whatever. Yeah. Hocus Pocus for life. Hocus Pocus is good. It's also quality. I don't think that was a Disney Channel original film, though. Oh. Yeah. A film. Oh, well. They still Hocus Pocus. But it's genius, yeah. Hocus yeah. Pocus is uh. If well, you don't what's watch that Hocus one with Pocus, like Xenon? That oh, was also pretty cool. I don't. I, I, I was beyond that by that point. I remember Xenus Lapidus. Okay, so I was gonna say that a screenshot from the MV, and there is a scene where they're wearing black suits with no shirt and black chokers. So oh my god! Switch it up a little bit. So, because um, the white suits with no shirt and red chokers, um, it makes me a little uncomfortable to look at that. So I do like that they're at least wearing, they do have costume change in the MV. So, yes, maybe we will do, um, for anybody that is interested, um, <laughs> I don't know if anybody will bite, but if anyone's interested in doing a little... Can uh, that be a drunk podcast? Because I could do uh, it then. Whatever will help oh, you get you through go. it. Oh, go. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. Um... Okay. Yes. Well, maybe we can do it like uh, for like one day uh, this week, um, maybe at nine or ten, and probably shouldn't take very long. Um, and maybe do a little Vix, uh, little Vix review. Okay. And also, X EXID is coming back. Uh, they just released a concept image for pink. It's very uh, sparse, but. Uh, hot pink, yes. <laughs> uh, it's very sparse, but it's just uh, little, like, small uh, square photos of pink things, like uh, someone's pink hair, pink nails, uh, pink, pink top, fishnets. <laughs> pink fishnet stockings over top of their jeans, pink lips. Uh, so it looks looks interesting. I'm interested to hear what the sound song sounds like uh, because I do like EXID sound, so. I'm okay. so ready. Be please. <laughs> okay. Alexandra Reed. So, uh, all right. So here we go. Um, so Rania came out. It came out that Rania was having uh, coming back with a mini album after two years. Kind of blindsided everyone. Everyone was so like, oh, okay. though. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've been waiting. You don't understand. Like I was oh, so excited when I saw that. What is it with that. you and these girl group? You, you're setting yourself up for just 
It okay, I'm not even gonna, I think it was 2012 that came out. was a bad year. I fell in love with a lot of groups, and none of them made it. We're not even going to talk about it. Bad okay, I'm, I'm just not going to, because it's too sad. Okay, so they they announced they were coming back, and they are coming back with a song called Demonstrate. Then they Which really, is a, such a jam, you guys. I love that song so much. Okay, I, You know what? I will say about Demonstrate, I haven't decided whether I like it or not, but... Okay, so then we received a teaser, and um, they actually turned out that it wasn't from the actual MV, but it was filmed afterward, and um, we had this black girl that was doing the rap, and then got around it, oh, they're adding another member, and it's this black American girl, and then the internet exploded. Um, so, there's a lot of things that have come up with this, and we're going to probably going to be talking about this probably for the next year or so or until Rania breaks up, if that does happen. Um, so apparently, uh, with Alex, from the information that we've gotten, it seems like um, Alexandra Reed, she's uh, signed on to, uh, she was apparently um, an aspiring uh, singer, rapper in the U.S. and was doing stuff here. Um, apparently, Rania, we don't know the exact you know, situation, but it seemed like for their comeback, they were looking to do something to make them stand out. So, um, through whatever connections Alex had, um, they found out about her and, you know, was like, hey, well, you know, this is, from what I can tell, it looks like, it, it seemed like a last minute addition, um, obviously because she wasn't even in the MV because she didn't have her VC yet, and I don't think she, um, as of the first couple performances they've done, I don't think she learned all the choreography yet. So it, it seemed like it was kind of a last-minute decision. Um, this has no bearing on, you know, Alex or, you know, her uh, her success as a group member or anything. I'm just talking purely about Rania from the management side, which it looks like, you know, they wanted to bring her on to, you know, cause buzz for their group and get them attention, and it's worked, obviously. Um, most recently, um, uh, people from uh, their label um, have claimed that they've got people from the U.S. and stuff that have, you know, been wanting to interview them in addition for, to, to Korea um, because obviously this is um, a big thing. Um, this is not the first time that non-Korean people have been in K-pop groups, but this is the first uh, notable time that we've had someone that's not Korean um, and not Asian at all. Um, that has been in a K-pop group. Now, to remind everyone, Rania is still, um, this is not, I don't want to say Rania is a low-level group, but they don't have the popularity. Oh, you can say they're a low-level group. Okay. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't mistell them. Um, because they have, like, I did not even know, I like, apparently some of the, like, they had two new members or three new members. I don't know, some of the other girls had left since the last time, so... They added on new members in addition to Alex, so she's not even the only new person in the group. But this is like the first time that this has happened, and for it to also be someone um, of uh, someone that's black, and you know, when we're looking at K-pop with all of the race racial issues that have come up out of um, K-pop and South Korea, as far as how 
um, black people are treated and referred to there, as well as um, how um, uh, people feel about musical and um, appropriation of culture and music and style. So you've got all of these these things um, kind of surrounding Alex um, and her um, inclusion into the group. And it, it's interesting because as far as everyone's response there, you've been seeing kind of a mixed thing around the internet. Um, a lot of people have been accusing international fans of being the most critical um, in some uh, areas. And I've seen that. Um, there have been people um, that have you know, proclaimed themselves to be black K-pop fans that have been very critical of Alex being in the group. Um, there's been some jealousy. Um, and then you've got some people that have been saying, um, you know, because I've been reading, whatever you may think about the black K-pop fans Tumblr, it's interesting, especially when things like this pop up. Um, and uh, apparently a Korean fan, uh, a, a, a Korean K-pop fan wrote a post on the Tumblr recently saying that, you know, we don't have a problem with it. Um, you know, you guys are the ones, the international fans, you know, the ones, the Western fans are the ones that have been making a big deal about this. And I kind of see that because, you know, people have been saying, oh, you know, you know, what's going to happen? Is she going to have a hard time? Whatever. And I think, honestly, it's actually her being a Westerner kind of absolves her of a lot of the criticism because I think it's the same thing, kind of similar to when um, Ailey had her controversy with controversy with the nude photos and things. Them being um, not Korean or not being you know, uh, Korean citizens absolves them in some sense because it's like the it's like the Korean K-pop fans look at it as like, oh, well, it's just it's a Westerner that's in the group, and so you know, I feel like you know people are also bringing Lee Michelle into this, and I feel like she's not even going to get as much criticism or as much. Um, Pressure is is even Lee Michelle did just being on K-pop star because people say oh well she's someone else from another you know place another she's foreigner coming in here and so whatever she does or you know whatever um, you know faux pas she may make they can always kind of you know laugh it off or you know it you know it it's it's it looks it's like they don't you know it. The K-pop and kind of the the Korean culture, it's always there's more um, pressure on their own people to kind of uphold um, a certain status quo and uphold a certain kind of um, image as opposed to you know anyone else um, that's there or that anyone else that kind of comes to the country. They they don't there's never that much kind of the scrutiny is, doesn't seem to be that. Um, is it doesn't seem like it's ne seems like it's never that harsh as opposed to you know when it's someone else. So I think a lot of people freaked out initially um but I don't think like I said number one with me just with my initial the my initial thoughts with it because there's 
there's so much going on with it. But my initial thoughts is Rania, their status as a group affects a lot of it um, because, you know, obviously if she were joining a bigger group or a more popular group, you know, a lot of people don't even, um, you know, I hate to say, Rania's fandom is not that huge. So there may be people that aren't even, there's, you know, probably a lot of people that aren't even aware of this. And, you know, obviously also the fact of her being a foreigner, I think, like I said, I think it works in her favor more than it actually um, harms her in, in this instance. Um, because I think, like I said, she's an other. Um, so she's always going to be seen. I mean, that can cause problems in some instances, but I think as far as her being in the music industry, um, it kind of helps her in a sense. Um, I feel like, I, 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 like I said, it's so much involved in this that I'm kind of babbling, but so I'll, get, I'll let you guys jump in with what you want to say. Um, as far as, I, I mean, did you guys feel surprised or have you guys been reading up a lot about her or about what people have been saying about her? I, did, I mean, I was for just only, first of all, surprised that Rania, like, existed still. Right. Um, <laughs> like, I'm a fan, and I thought that they were just in one of those little piles of groups that I was never going to get closure on, and then I could come back. Okay. I'll take I, it. I worry, and then I worried about her in terms of, like, I worry for her, because she seems all right. I mean, I hope she doesn't prove me wrong, but, I mean, she seems all right, but I'm just like, oh, who is going to just ruin things for this girl? So I just I yeah. want things to go well for her. Yeah, and I think, like I said, I think if anyone's going to ruin things, it's going to be the fans in some inst Like, there's going to be some scuffle, because I can already kind of see it with the international fans and you know, making a big deal of this, and then you've got K-pop fans being, well, you know, this isn't, you know, you're the ones making the huge deal about this. We're, you know, we're not, we don't care, you know, as I've seen in some places. Um, and then you've got some people, you know, that I've seen some ugliness, you know, around about, you know, well, you know, some fans that are, black and K-pop fans, oh, well, you know, you guys are just jealous because it's not you, and this, this, and this. so, like I said, there's some ugliness um, that's obviously come out because of this, and, you know, people were expecting that. Um, but I think in general, as far as, from what I've seen so far of her online and social media, she seems to be handling it as well as someone in her situation can handle being in that, in that situation. I mean, she doesn't have to, I mean, she's the one that was approached and asked to come in. I mean, you know, I saw people, they were already talking about, you know, is she, was on a Mona, somebody was talking about her being a Korea boo, and I'm like, what? what? You know, I saw she that, yeah. a post Because she was talking about that she liked K-pop and liked Korea, and I'm like, but, you know, it's so... Which, I mean, obviously is a problem. And then someone else responded. It was like, well, then everybody on this site is Korea Boos because everyone, why are you on this site then? You know, everyone on the Mona obviously likes K-pop to some extent, which I thought was... Can, um, I, can I just say, like, can we let this girl cook for a minute? Like, she just got there. 
Can yeah, we let her move? Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, before she even, but see, I'm saying this was like, before she even debuted, this, I mean, there's tons of, I mean, the majority of, of this stuff was like, you know, of this speculating and stuff was before she even had a stage with them. I mean, you know, she's just started right. promoting but with that, them. I think this is, this is, I have, I have a really weird feeling on this because it seems like we so bad want people outside of Korea to be respected and we want them to... Um, you know, not be so racist and things like this, but then the minute, like, somebody tries to break into the market that has no business being there, technically, I mean, if you're talking about just in terms of um, their race, there's no reason that uh, this this girl should be in K-pop, so to speak. But, like, if we, if we want to kind of open up the, the waves of discussion and we have warred so hard for these half-black girls to get the respect that they deserve, now we have a girl who literally is not Korean at all, is not Asian at all, and she's getting the chance to cook with this group. Like, why don't we just let her cook for a minute and let's see what she does? And maybe maybe it's a good thing that she's going to be there. The fact that so many netizens were like, wow, she's really beautiful. What the hell is she doing in a K-pop group? Like, that means something. That is a, a big step for people to see, like, a girl who is not Korean can get some love for any sort of reason. And, yeah. like, sure, they're not loving on her for her talent just yet, but who knows? Maybe she's going to turn up to be super talented and she's going to know all the choreo eventually and people are going to see her actually, you know, do really well. We just don't know yet. It's too yeah. soon to really just say, let's sign off and give her a pass because she's going to get the same pass that Ailey did and all these people. Like, we don't know. We don't know if she'll get that pass. The reason, Part of the reason that Ailey got that pass is, yeah, she's Western, but she's also Korean. It's hard to not give her a pass. People are willing to give her a pass. Um, and it also was in bad circumstances. Like, there was a lot of shady shit done, and it was a moment where you could say, oh, it's all the West's fault, which Korea loves to do. Korea loves to blame the West for things. So <laughs> let's just give let's give it a second. For me, I just want to know. I want to see how it all turns out, and then once it all turns out, if she does something bad and nobody gives her flack for it and she gets to get away with it, then I'll come back and be like, you know, this is wrong, etc. But for, for this minute, I want to see what she can do because she's her part in the song is very good. I liked it. I like that she actually got on stage and did a little bit of the dance. I think that's good. I like that they gave her some sort of screen time. Sure, she probably shouldn't have been hidden behind somebody. I think that kind of looks bad, but if she didn't know the choreo, she didn't know the choreo. But I would like to see her actually be there for a full promotion, get to promote and see what they do with her, what her, what their plan is moving forward with her. If they're, if yeah. they're just going to let her do her thing, then let's let her do her thing. And I think see that's happens. the thing, too, is some people are kind of um, hesitant because, like, this whole thing seemed like it was done very last minute. So it's like, well, you know, it, it, it's very, it seems kind of uncertain in a sense. Like, we don't know where... It almost it seems like they did it for shock value. Not that I don't think right. they should have joined in, but it's, it's kind of like... Is she there right. because are they, they, are they really committed to the group, to or were they like, Ronnie yeah. needs some press? How can we get some press? Right, oh, right. And, like are they really her. committed to having her be a genuine member? Because if she's just going to be something they like throw out every once in a while and be like, hey, look at us, we have the black rapper, pay attention right. to us. And, and here's the thing, though, is like you know people bring that up that it was rushed and everything, but also like, how many of you guys have ever tried to apply for a visa? Like it, it's it's not easy. <laughs> It's oh, it's no, I'm not saying that it was, but I, I still feel like it was, 
you know, something that was done. But I we mean, don't if they know. had this, been this planned is... it out, they would have made sure that she had everything in time. That's not necessarily to... true because this is the thing. A lot of uh, a lot of other groups, a lot of smaller groups have deadlines that they have to meet and they will debut at that point or they will come back at that point. We have no idea what their label put on them and if they had the ability to delay because they might have seen the market and was like, this might be the only chance that we have to do something. We have no idea. Right. I'm not That's saying that it. it was necessarily like literally last minute, but I still feel like it wasn't a long-term plan. Like I think they, was, you know, they it, the thing is, she is on that song, and if if there is a single, I haven't heard if there's any more, if there's any more music, but if she's in, if she's in all of the music that Rania came out came out with for this comeback. Then it goes to lead to the suspicion I that she was planned actually, to be there. With the other songs, from what I understand, is that the new girls aren't even on the other songs on the mini album. I think demonstrates the only one with all of the new girls on it. So the 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 new girls aren't even on like uh, I don't know how many songs are on the mini, but the other ones that are on there. From what but I that's understand. what I mean. I want to I want to hear it. Like I want to go and hear it for myself, or I want somebody to come and confirm. Like Alex is not on any other song, but demonstrate. If that's, but that's the what I'm saying. Any of the new girls, it, I think is which is weird. Right, because one of the new girls so I think it's like the other songs. I think they. I yeah, it seems like demonstrate was what they they you know they did for the new Rania group, and I guess the other songs are just old songs that Rania has recorded. Right, and if it's like old old stuff with like members that aren't there anymore, I could see why that's on there. Like I I could get that. But if it's like they came out with a single and Alex is literally on only this song, if that's the truth, then okay, I I would agree that maybe this was way more rushed than we know. But at the same time, if she's on all that other stuff, maybe there was contract issues. Maybe she wanted a better contract. She's American. Like, she's not going to buy some BS K-pop contract. I feel, I hope, I hope at least she wouldn't buy some BS, you know, contract. So maybe she fought, and maybe that's why they didn't come out exactly when they would, and then they worked on getting her visa after she had signed the contract, because you wouldn't do it before. There's no point. So there's, there's all kinds of things. There's all kinds of scenarios where you can imagine this is rushed, and there's just as many scenarios where you can imagine that it's a process, a legal process that's difficult. So if for me, it's one of those things, like I said, I just want to see what happens. I want to see how they continue forth, because Rania has had a, a history of having girls from other countries, and we haven't heard a lot of issues of them mistreating them as much as it is like their label has legitimately nothing for them. Well, it's because most of them left. Like the first right. round, almost all of them left. And I think right. but that's what I mean is like, yeah, yeah, and that's that's what I mean is like we haven't heard anything other than that girls have left, but girls have left and men have left groups for not promoting. And that's where Rania was kind of at. They had no success, really. Um, they spent a lot of money getting YG to make them a song that they spent a lot of money on and weren't successful. So it, it's, you know, you can see a lot of reason for them to not come back. And a lot of people are like, this group doesn't even exist anymore. And then they come out of nowhere. So, but like I said, for me, I'm going to let this girl cook a little bit. I'm going to see what happens. If it happens to be that they just were like, we want to get a black girl because it'll make us famous, then I'll be upset. But till that point, I do think it's suspicious, but I'm going to let her cook a little bit because I know that she wants to do this, and it's clear that they're letting her do her thing. So I want to see what happens. For me personally, that's how I'm at. Okay. What about anyone else? How Does anyone else have any strong feelings about this? I'm just so happy. 
It's like this has been like Christmas this month. I get FX. They're doing really well. Then it's like, surprise, here's the cherry on top. Renny is not dead yet. And I'm like, yes. And now they're going to have an interview. They're getting interviewed, guys. That's oh, wow. Craziness. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, they're getting The only like other they... thing that ever happened to them is they had, like, a footnote, and they debuted. It sucked. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, this is this whole thing. I mean, it's the thing with Alex is that regardless of how you feel about it, it is getting them attention. So, um, and it's getting them attention from news outlets from other countries and, you know, attention that they never got before. So, you know, if this is what they need. Like that video attached to the interview. (laughs) I mean, if this is, you know, what it, it takes for them to get finally kind of step up to the next tier of next level as far as, you know, being successful, then, you know, I, I guess good for them, you know, that's, you know, what the, the end goal is. Um, the only thing I said, I think that the most issues is, is going to come up is is with, with internet crap and with, with, with netizens and with international K-pop bands and Korean fans, it's where all the controversy is going to be. And if there is going to be controversy, hopefully it will not spill out um, into, um, you know, whatever Rania, whatever Alex is doing. Um, hopefully she's busy enough that she's not paying attention to anything on the Internet. Um, but we do know sometimes K-pop fans do pay attention to you know, read stuff, even though I don't know why they do, because if I was a celebrity, I would never look at anything on the internet. Um, with no, I'd be face. like a hermit. <laughs> I would have I tequila, just like, I don't a phone, know. and that would be like it. I'd have like a, like, what are those old people phones with the ridiculously large buttons that you can't miss, <laughs> and they're still <laughs> dialing them? Yeah. A rotary phone. No, no, it's like a fake cell phone for old people, and the buttons are like <laughs> the size of your palm. <laughs> is it one of the ones that still snaps? Jitterbug. I what? Like Jitterbug. <laughs> I'm telling you, go look up Jitterbug commercials. They're hilarious. It's literally a cell phone for old people. It's like three buttons. Uh, I need to get that from my dad then, because he literally can't use a regular cell phone. Like, literally. Their commercials um, are the best. Okay, before we um, move on to the next topic, I do want to read this. This is the, the post from the Korean fan on black K-pop bands because I thought it was interesting because it's really it's rare that we get to, to hear from Korean fans' point of view um, and K-pop fandom with English fans. So, um, so this person wrote, um, as a Korean living in Korea, I want to say a few things. It may, it may be long. I hope that's okay. One, Koreans, foreigners have been auditioning here for years, so Alex's introduction is not going to be the key for letting non-Koreans take a chance at K-pop. It has always been up to the company whether or not to let a foreigner in, and it will remain this way. Alex or no Alex, have you any of you been to an SM audition, a JYP audition? Do you know that these happen frequently enough outside Korea? Two, Alex didn't come here and try to get into K-pop with a rapt obsession. She was scouted and asked to join a group that is known to often include non-Koreans. She is not Chad Future, who everyone here knows as a shitty whitehead, their words, who has no respect for us and threw money around and connections. His disrespectful actions here we probably know nothing about. Comparing him to Alex is not right. 
Three, why do you keep saying K-pop is a safe space for Asians? Why do you treat us as a small, untouched group of people trying to live in seclusion from the world and it is your job to keep us this way? It is condescending. K-pop is a music genre and one influenced by other cultures and musical styles like so many other genres. We just have added our touch. Four, taking this over with, talking this over with friends, we have come to see that maybe you take this approach because there are people in the black community who only want their music to stay within their community. We are largely not like that. Only the racists here care about that. These are the same who also do not welcome other Asians because contrary to what some people who post here think, we Asians are not all one body. There is no Asian music here, no Asian community here. We all are different people with different cultures. It seems many of you would like to keep us Asians who live in Asia closed off to accepting anyone outside the continent. We will not learn and be rid of ignorance with that practice. Also, when you hear of the prejudice and racism towards black people here, you will be among the first to call us out for it, yet you are also among the first to insist we keep to ourselves and our safe Asian space within Asia. You contradict yourselves. Alex is black and it seems there are more of us Koreans Oh, and Asians reading for her than those in her own community. It is sad that you have to dig so deep to defend something that is not even yours, when your focus should be on supporting someone from your own community. Stop speaking for us. We do not need you to speak for us as you do it while speaking over us. If you think K-pop should only be for Asians, then why are you a K-pop fan with so much to say about the industry and us? We are not a subclass of humans who need you to treat us like babies while you disregard us at the same time. And thank you for posting this. So I thought, um, depending on your opinion on that, I thought it was interesting to finally hear um, from the other side, just because you, you know, like I said, um, being on the English speaking side of things, you don't get to hear that often from what they have to say. So I thought that was interesting because there is, um, I think, some truth in what was said there. Um, I don't agree with all of it, but there is definitely some truth as far as what has been going around. So, um, anything, anyone else have anything to say about this developing issue, developing interesting thing that's been happening in K-pop? No? Well, let's go on. Okay. Let's go on to our last... Um, issue, which is also a developing um, topic that's been going on. I'm just going to, because it's, it's such a mess, um, but uh, it's finally hit the uh, Western media. <laughs> um, the Guardian, which is um, largely a UK uh, publication, has a US edition as well which uh, is online, um, posted an article today. Um, K-pop star IU's song accused of sexualizing Book's child hero. So this is their take on it. A Brazilian novel first published more than 40 years ago has unexpectedly become a highly sought-after read after the Korean pop star IU was accused of sexualizing the story of its five-year-old protagonist in one of her songs. Jose Mauro de Vasconcelos 
My Sweet Orange, Orange Tree, first published in Portuguese in 1968 and English in 1970, is set in Rio de Janeiro and follows the life of the boy Zigi as he gets up to mischief and is mistreated. Everyone beats him. If you look soft-hearted, he will tell you it's revolting the way they beat on the little kid. Can you believe him when he says he's only six? No. The boy is a liar. He is five years old. Runs the copy on the first UK edition. That's a quote from the UK edition. My Sweet Orange Tree has been out of print in English for years, but abebooks.com has reported that the novel become, became its most searched for a title late last week after controversy enveloped IU's pop song ZZ, which is based on the story. The booksellers Richard's, Richard Davies said that sweet, My Sweet Orange Tree was a much-loved book in South Korea and often studied in schools. According to the Korea Times, the book's Korean publisher issued a statement saying that we regret the way the five-year-old character is portrayed as a sexual object. The paper quotes lines from IU's song, which run, Gigi, come on up the tree, quick, and kiss the leaves. Don't be naughty and don't hurt the tree. Come up the tree and get the youngest leaf. You are innocent but shrewd, transparent but dirty, and there is no way of knowing what's living inside. IU has since issued an apology translated by the K-Pop Herald in which she describes My Sweet Orange Tree as a treasured book and says, I swear I did not write the lyrics to sexualize a five-year-old child. The Zizi in my song is a third-party fictional creation taken from the motif in the original novel. She goes on to apologize, writing, however, after listening to the opinions of those who listened to the song, I came to realize that its contents could have given offense and even caused some to grieve. I am wholly responsible for my immature handling of things as a lyricist. Um, as of the past few days, um, people have reported uh, IU recently had a fan signing for her new album, Chatshire, and was playing the song and holding up the album art, which um, also features a little boy in fishnet stockings um, on the cover of her album, who is um, as assumed to be Gigi. Uh, and other people in Korean media have um, spoke, spoken out, including um, the writer of um, the film Hope, which was based on a true story, um, which was the uh, Nayang case in 2008, where an eight-year-old girl called Nayang in the Korean press was raped and beaten by a drunk 57-year-old man, and the court sentenced the man to only 12 years in prison, which caused outrage um, for obvious reasons, and the scriptwriter um, came out and condemned um, what uh, she did and people that were supporting her. So this has obviously caused a lot of controversy online um, because there are obviously people that are defending IU. Um, this is a sensitive topic for obvious reasons. Um, so to discuss it at all and discussing it in the context of art um, is always a sensitive thing, and I think most people are in agreement that um, that IU was in the very least insensitive in the way that she approached this. Um, however, she did, if, if it was out of ignorance or immaturity, um, it was definitely insensitive and it took her way too long to release a statement on it as well but um, it, it's obviously a big thing that has blown up and there's been you know accusations of, of, of pedophilia thrown around and um, before we go any further um, I know Tim has 
um, a lot to say on the topic. Um, would uh, before uh, we go to that, what does what do you guys is I mean, have you guys been following this, Janelle, Haley, Shannon? I mean, how do you feel? Do you feel anything about? Do you feel anything towards IU about it? Has it changed your opinion of IU or music? Um, have you done any research into you know? Like, I, I mean, this was the first time I heard about the book, um, hearing about this, and I, I vaguely remember the Nayeon case, but um, when the movie came out, that was when I was first getting into Korean culture, so, um, you know, I don't know that very well, um, but, you know, I looked, I, you know, I looked it up and everything after, you know, hearing about um, the people that were, you know, chiming in and hearing about the case, and um, this is also... Uh, the Nanyang case, just to say one more thing, um, actually has uh, a few parallels um, with IU's case um, with the Korean um, singer uh, Ali um, released a song some years back um, called Nanyang and was supposed to be um, inspired by the Nanyang case. And it was kind of a similar thing where it was just kind of done um, without consideration for the people that were involved, and um, with Ali, she actually, um, you know, personally um, apologized to the parents and apologized for using it, and um, you know, said that you know she obviously just, you know, was not thinking when she did it and did the song, and she didn't intend for it to be um, insulting, but that she agreed that it was and. Um, you know, everything, you know, the parents forgave her and, and everything. So people have been bringing up that case and you know, discussing the parallels to this whole issue. But um, girls, uh, ladies, what are, what are your opinions on this? Um, well, I mean, here's my thing. Like, I guess with, like, when Ali did it, like, you could see in, like, her apology and the way she acted. I have never heard her sing that song again. I have never seen her perform it. Like, the second she went, oh, shit, this was a really poor decision. I did not think this through. I did not think that this girl is still alive, that she is still dealing with the repercussions of what happened to her, that her family is still dealing with the repercussions, that that is never going to heal. This was way too soon. And that was it. Like, she did spent, like, a month just not only apologizing to the family, to the girl. She took all of that proceeds off. She sent it to a, um, a charity, I believe. Ayu literally goes, oh, I'm sorry, and then performs it the next day. Like, really? Really? Like, that, it just, especially with the lyrics and the photo concept and her photo concerts to go with the album, it's just distasteful and dis it's just, it boggles my mind that you could have a song that everyone just gets the creepy pedophilia feeling and you're like, oh, I guess how you could see that. Here, let me keep performing it. Like, it just boggles my mind. And I'm looking back at the Ali case too, I'm looking back at an old story, and not only did she apologize, but they, del like, her agency deleted the song from yeah, future like presses of the album. Like, they don't, you can't. It's gone. Yeah, like, and that's, like, that's how you handle a situation like this. Like, we're all human. We all make mistakes. We all do things, and we go, you know what? That was a really poor decision. I need to fix this. Allie went ahead and fixed it. IU has decided that she's just going to keep trying to make money. 
Okay. Don't see how you can not think about something like that. Like, gee, I wonder if I'm going to, I mean, okay. I, I'm not, I mean, a lot of cases, I think, in the world, we're like, oh, we're being too sensitive about people. But this is not a case. This is a case where you should have thought, gee, maybe this is inappropriate. And when people call you out on it, you should think, wow, I was absolutely wrong. But not, so far, nothing has come of it. Just like, oh, I'm sorry. What do you guys think about the apology? Do you think it was sincere enough, or she? I mean, some people feel like it was like I'm I'm sorry you're offended type of apology. Oh, it's definitely a I'm sorry you're offended kind of apology. Otherwise, like there would be a lot more else that would go with the apology. Words don't mean shit. It's the actions that come with the words, and she's just refused to do that. Okay. Mm. I mean, why do you think like some people feel like? I saw some interesting things where people have speculated that, you know, she's thinks, you know, she, you know, she's talked about this whole duality, and you know, she was looking at it as 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 Gigi as, as a different character or whatever. That maybe she thinks she's smarter than she thinks she is. You know, the, what, what's you know causing her to be so you know obtuse? I mean, about it, you know, and especially considering, uh, you know. K-pop stars are usually so quick to apologize for way lesser infractions than this. And IU is just kind of, you know, going along. And um, you, then you've got people there also very fiercely defending her as well. It, it's just it's, it's just kind of interesting. And I, I don't know if that speaks more to at all to Korean culture. I don't want to broach that because that's not something that I can speak to. Um, but it's definitely something that, you know, the one thing I will say about this, as unfortunate as, as a lot of this is, um, it, a lot of the research and, and looking up the, the, the whole it, it, issues of the case and, and how this relates to other cases and issues in South Korea is fascinating for me. You know, I'm a nerd and, you know, like researching things. Um, but, you know, the more I look up, it's just kind of like, like I said, with someone like IU, like who's in the public eye, is just uh, I don't know. It just it seems very defiant um, to me to 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 just kind of take that kind of stance. Um, Haley, did you have anything you wanted to add? Because um, I think once Ta Tim gets going, you're not going to get <laughs> pretty much what you guys have all been saying. I don't really have like a horse in the IU race, but I think. She definitely messed up, and I don't think she's handling it well. But, yeah, pretty much just what everybody else has been saying. Okay. Any new thoughts? Okay. All right. Um, Tim, uh, you said you had some things to say about this, so take it away. <sighs> All right. I am hopelessly furious about this case, and, uh, you know, um, I'm glad that a lot of people are seeing kind of what what I saw from the beginning and what makes me the most furious, but I kind of want to touch on some things because I don't feel that I would be doing any justice to, like, what I feel is my, not my image, but, like, what I bring. Like, I, I don't like letting people get away with things that I don't think is right. Um, I read the crap out of Stellar's label, and as much as I do like IU and I appreciate what she does, I don't believe that she should be able to get away with this. Um, so even though my opinion may not mean much to many people, I'm going to express it. And 
the biggest issue that I have with this is so many people are out here to defend her when she literally, as everyone has said, gave us a, I'm sorry you're not offended, or I'm sorry that you're offended excuse for her song. She comes out and says that, uh, after the fact, she says that it's from a third person's perspective, no matter how you turn that, even if you want to buy her BS that it's from a third person's perspective, it's a third person's perspective about a real, not a fiction boy, but a real human being who lived on this earth, who was molested, or not molested, but was assaulted and abused, and went to a tree for help, went to a tree to kind of find himself, and she has taken it and perverted the image of this small young child into, I don't know what you would call this song other than a song that supports pedophilia. And I don't think that that was her intention. I do agree with that. But what I don't agree with is her reaction to how everything happened. The fact that she has just decided to take it upon herself to say, well, I'm sorry that you were offended. It's not what I meant. I still like this song, and I'm still going to sing it, and I'm still going to promote it, and I'm still going to play it, and you're never going to escape it, and I'm not going to remove it from the further you know, further printings because I'm insensitive and I don't care. That's all she's saying as, as she continues to promote the song, as she continues to uh, make it a thing that exists in her fan meetings, in her concerts, and things like this, whatever showcase she does. And the fact that people still continue to go out for it or just supporting the fact that she has made this song, she has made this choice, and she doesn't really care. Because if you care, just like Shannon said, like you have to do more than just words. It is very easy for you to remove this song from further printings of this album. It has been done before you. The image and the ability to do this has been set. There's a precedent now. We know what happens when you do this, when you make a song that borderline supports pedophilia on accident or on purpose or whatever. There is a way for you to get rid of it. You can remove it. You can create a world in which that song does not really exist, and you can uh, you can take yourself away from the guilt of it. You can say, hey, I made the song. Uh, it was inappropriate. My bad. I actually do care about what people think about human beings, and I have decided to not do this song anymore. She has not taken that route because she doesn't think that she's in the wrong. And that is the only way that you can figure out how she could act like this. If she thought she was in the wrong, like she tends to believe in her fake apology that comes off as, sorry you were offended, then we wouldn't hear the song ever again. It would be gone. Or if it wasn't gone, it wouldn't be her fault that it continued to circulate because she would go out of her way to remove it from circulation. She would take those steps. And people are more uh, likely to defend her and respect her, I would, I would wish, if she did that. But because it's IU, because, that she, because she's had this, uh, this lollycon... Um, concept forced on her, people feel like they have to come out in droves to protect her, even when she's wrong. And that is what makes me furious. You cannot defend somebody who's wrong when they're wrong. They're wrong. It doesn't matter if they have a similar image and that people continue to push, push this image on her. That sucks. Tough. You're not a five-year-old. You weren't a five-year-old when you made your debut. You weren't a five-year-old when you were sexualized. You weren't. That's it. So to come out here and make this song and then try to claim that you just like the duality of a personality trait, like that that's mind-blowing to me. Like that, that, that personality trait is so attractive to you that you have to make a song. You could have made the song about anybody else. You could have made the song about an imaginary fictionary per, fiction, fictional person and not related it to the story of a boy who lived on this God-given green earth. Like, you have sexualized a five-year-old, and you don't feel bad about it, because if you did, the song wouldn't exist anymore. 
and people are still defending you because you should have the right to be an artist, yeah, I agree. There is a there is a, such a thing as freedom of expression. But if we don't put limits on freedom of expression, then you can't get mad at all these other artists that do disgusting, terrible things. You can't just decide when freedom of expression comes and goes when it suits you. Freedom of expression is a thing that needs to be set in stone. There are some things you can't do. You cannot support accidentally or intentionally pedophilia. You cannot support accidentally or intentionally rape. You cannot support accidentally or intentionally abuse. Like These are things that we have to decide and put in solid ground you cannot do. And IU has done that. And people want to defend her right to be an artist. They want to defend her ability to take a piece of work and mold it to her image and take parts of it, but not the main important part, not the character that you have named your song after. We should just pretend that it is a story that relates to you as a person and the way your image was um, uh, orchestrated to the public. We should just be able to grasp that from the song and we should just go, yeah, it's clearly not about a five-year-old. It's actually about IU and the image that her that she was forced upon and this lollicon concept that she was stuck into. We should see the duality of the characters and we should be able to compare them and we should know that this song is actually about IU and it's not about this five-year-old boy. Or it's about a character that resembles a five-year-old boy but isn't the five-year-old boy and somehow resembles IU. Like, even when I say that, I feel like people should understand how crazy that sounds. How are we as the listener supposed to do that when you name the song after a five-year-old boy in a non-fiction story that tons of Koreans know, that tons of Koreans have read, and will put one and one together? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. There's no sense of logic. There's no sense of apology. And people are still defending her. If this had been a dude, and I, I don't want to go to this route, but if this had been a guy, any guy, it wouldn't matter. He would be done. This would be the end, and unless he totally destroyed this song and its existence. You would not be able to do this. There's no way. There's already enough issue of pedophilia related to men to instantly go, no, he meant it, as a, he meant it in this way. But because we have this weird sensation of protecting IU because she's been victim of so many scandals that people want to give her the benefit of the doubt? No, she did wrong, and she doesn't feel bad for doing wrong, and she's using the fact that people are going to stand for her and protect her to get away with what she's done. And it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me that there are people on this side and people on that side that want to protect IU and want to stand up for her when what she did is wrong. And if anybody else but IU had done it, we would not be here having this conversation. People would not go to war for her because they would think it was wrong. So it, it, I just, it, it makes me furious. And I, like, oh, I'm so angry. I can't it makes me nuts, and I don't know if it's because I feel such a revolting, like, anger towards this kind of thing. It's not, it's not even that the song exists. It's the fact that there are people out there that want to defend her and want to defend her right to do this. Like, you don't get to do that in these cases. There, we need to put our foot down. There needs to be time where you can't just say, oh, yeah, but it's art. No, this isn't well, art. The this thing is, is, is that... You know, we do have in, well, most of the world, freedom of expression and freedom of speech and all that. But with that comes, you know, if you have the freedom to say something, then other people have the freedom to condemn it. 
you, you know, also have a, by social, well, I mean, by even in the U.S., I mean, we have freedom of speech, rules. but there are limits to it. I mean, it is right. right. Well, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm saying. Like, you have the freedom um, to go outside and um, hold a KKK rally, but we also have the freedom to arrest you for that because, according to society's morals, you know, we've decided that, that is not something that is is right in our society, and we have the right to condemn it and say that you're wrong for doing it. So, I mean, nobody's stopping you from doing it, but you're going to have to, you know, serve the consequences for doing so. Here's here's the thing, right? And if you lay it out, especially, and, and maybe it's because I'm Western that I can't relate, and I think that it's, I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I feel like there are more people that relate to me than I like, than I have seen, and maybe it's just because I'm so angry that I don't see, like, the people that agree. But if I saw somebody right now walk outside and just put these lyrics somewhere and say, hey, this is about, uh, th this is a song that I've made in reference to the story of a five-year-old boy who was abused and um, went to a orange tree for support in his life, essentially, uh, because he needed an inanimate object to kind of vent to. If I posted these lyrics and I exposed this song, there, I don't believe that there's a way that people wouldn't call me a pedophile in, in any shape or form. Like, there's no way that they wouldn't call me a pedophile. So how is it that this girl, this 22-year-old woman, I should say, uh, can, can make this song, can promote this song, can give me a BS apology of how I don't understand the actual con or the reason that she wrote these lyrics because she's a... Uh, you know, I guess she's just not talented enough of a lyricist, and then can continue to play this song and continue to perform it like, well, I apologize, so clearly I can still do it. Like, I would not be here. I would be at least under suspicion of pedophilia. You'd be on so many FBI watch lists. Yeah, yeah there's no, well, yeah, was, there's no thinking, way. Like, if someone did that in the U.S. or any Western country, um, you know, I would say that would be, the outcome would be the same thing. You know, people would, at the very least, um, if it was, like, another female artist that was, like, say Ariana Grande did something like that, or she took a, a true good, story, a wrote a song, and wrote, took a, uh, took a true story about some, uh, unfortunately, about a child that was abused or, or killed or whatever, and wrote a song about it that was, you know, Deaf to the meaning of it, and you know, basically did the same thing I you did. She would be, I mean, she would be criticized heavily for it. I mean, she was criticized heavily for licking a donut in a donut shop. And criticized? You, know, people, you would not be here. <laughs> like, it wouldn't be criticized. You wouldn't get criticized. You would be done. That would be it until you issued an apology and got rid of it. Until you well, made right. it. Well, I mean, obviously, it would be harsher than that. But I'm just saying that people would go out of their way to be like, no, that's wrong, and you're not going to perform this, and you're going to, you know, you know, she would be doing everything Ali did, you know, um, you know, erasing the song, you know, um, uh, donating money to charities, that sort of thing. She wouldn't just be, you know, saying, oh, I, you know, I didn't know this would offend people, and, you know, keep playing the song. You know, people would, would be protesting. Um, but like you said, I, I mean, I think, you know, you have to look at maybe a cultural thing there. Like, um, I was going to say, I think you touched on it. Um, the song is still, people are buying the song. The song is charting 
um, in Korea. So there's at least a, a decent, I mean, I, I, I can't really say exactly how many people or how much, but, you know, people that support her are, are comfortable enough with this situation will be like, oh, well, she's, you know, maybe are like, oh, well, she apologized, so it's okay. Um, and, you know, I don't, I, I can't really say who that is. I mean, I know IU has, you know, people say she has a lot of older fans, but I'm sure she's, She's got fans of, of different ages and things too, and I, I don't know. I just, um, you know, I, I just think, especially now that it's gotten into Western media a little bit, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see if that will change anything, um, especially since uh, it, it seems to me when, especially with South Korea, you know, they're very um, wary of uh, national image, um, country's image. Um, globally and when things start spreading to you know the global stage and spreading to con to news in other countries um, they're more liable to take um, action um, on certain issues because they don't want the country to look bad um, or them as a people to look bad so it'll be interesting to see if other people pick up on this or if you know the Guardian picking up on this is enough to to get people to say, hey, maybe we should just, you know, stop, you know, just this thing where it's at and not speak of it ever again. And hopefully, you know, maybe, a, you know, maybe release, you know, at least a better, you know, maybe do something to, like, atone for it at least, you know, release a better apology or, you know, donate some, you know, money to it charity or something. Um, she has to do all of that and more. Like, yeah. again, I don't I don't hate um, IU, but I definitely don't support her after this. Like, this is some kind of behavior that I cannot get behind. And I, like I said, I don't think it was her intention to sexualize a small child, but the fact that she feels no remorse for doing so is what bothers me. The fact that she issued this BS apology of, I'm sorry that you didn't understand my lyrics or where I was coming from, and then tried to explain it in this weird third person, but I'm only taking the duality of, or this personality trait, which is the duality of the character and all of this stuff. Like, she just fed me this load of garbage that, like, I'm just supposed to take and be like, yeah, I can totally see where that's coming from. There were like a couple people who could, who were like, yeah, I can totally see what she means. I don't think that any of those people knew the story beforehand and then yeah. decided to pick that up because well, anybody as soon who knew the story I found that I saw, out that that was based on like a true story, I was like, well, uh, you know, that that automatically like for me, that's enough for me. In, yeah. in my opinion, <laughs> for me, I it's was one like, thing, you know, this is based on something that somebody that actually went through this, and that's enough. Right, and again, if it had been about a character whose age was not known, was it was a fictional story, and then she took that, maybe I could get behind it. I still would think, especially given the circumstance of the book, I would still think this is probably about a child and this is wrong. But at least there is more wiggle room when you're talking about a piece of nonfiction in which the the age group of the target, or the, the, the actual main character, the protagonist, is uh, suspect. It's ambiguous. But it's not the case here. This is solid, real-life kind of things. You cannot just sit here and go, 
well, it's just about the personality trait. No, how am I supposed to take that? How am I supposed to believe that is a thing when you have done everything in your power to make it relate to this five-year-old boy? In your song, in the name of your song, in the uh, the art on your album, like I have every reason to believe you are talking about this five-year-old boy. You are wild for thinking that I am going to uh, somehow mind meld with you and be able to say it's not about the child it's about IU no I'm not gonna do that that doesn't even make sense to me that's this is belligerent nonsense and I don't understand how people are even trying to go to war for her like admit when somebody that you like did wrong yes IU has been victim of a bunch of scandals that she probably shouldn't have been in and it has been unfair to her yes that's true she's wrong here like I don't understand why that's so hard to understand Okay. Any last thoughts on that topic? No? No. Mm-mm. All right. Well, this is something else that's kind of still developing, so it'll be interesting to see where we're at next week, if if anywhere with this. Um, last thing I want to uh, mention um, that we have not done. You guys, Shannon was here for it. Uh, Haley and Janelle, you were not here. Uh, we were supposed to be doing. <laughs> um, uh, I'm pretty wrapped. I was supposed to be doing. Um, we did one episode where we watched and did commentary, and um, I, I don't even know when the last episode is. The whole. Uh, this whole the whole recent. Um, season has went by and hopefully maybe we can do the last show I don't know um, I'm not even sure what's going on with the show anymore because I know they added some people and brought some people back and I, I don't I'm not sure what's going on with that I checked out when they got rid of the YG trainee and kept <laughs> what that god-awful human being on the show like I was so mad I know I'm <laughs> I am behind on one episode because it won't load for me. The only other episode that's subbed is the oh. one. Well, maybe because you're more up on it, maybe when the last episode airs, maybe we can do something with that. Because I just, I just lost, um, you know, lost contact with the show. And then after everything started kind of going crazy, I was just like, I don't even know what's going on anymore. Yeah. Anybody so, that's listening, if you don't, if if you want to know like our side of it or my side of it since I'm watching it, I'm I'm happy to do it. I just want to know people actually care and I'll do a little Unpretty Rap Star <laughs> Corner and talk about it. Like I have no problem doing that. I just want to know that people care and then I'll take the time to do it. Okay. Or we can do commentary. Whatever anyone has the yeah, time to do. Um, I think though at this point like even the viewers are just kind of like, ah, I don't care who wins at this point. Well, um, again, I, uh, the, the one thing I do want to say real quick, just to interrupt you, is uh, all the people who are complaining that it's like unpretty ratings and stupid garbage like this, literally, this is the same as the first season. What, what, why do you guys suddenly care? Because there's idols, which you guys complained about. Like it's it's always been this way. Show me well, the money. Well, for me, I mean, it's not. I don't. The idol thing doesn't bother me. It's just all of the weird, like bringing people back and adding. But the editing. The this is the thing. The editing has always been like this for Mnet shows that are survival shows. It's always been weird editing to get the the popular people back or whoever gets the most screen time. It, it's literally since Show Me the Money won been just like this. Show Me the yeah. Money One was the only one that was completely fan controlled because they didn't know what they were doing yet. Moving forward, 
all of the other shows have been like this. All of the Show Me the Monies are the same. All of the Unpretty Rap Stars are the same. The first Unpretty Rap Star is exactly the same. Why do you think G-Men was still there? She would not have been there if it wasn't for this kind of crazy rating bullshit. So just, just it bothers me that people suddenly care that Unpretty Rap Star is based on ratings because there's so many people that they want to um, see win, that they well, want to see cook. And it's like, no. Understood. If you're doing a reality show, obviously it's going to be based on ratings. I just, you know, for me, I was like, I don't know what they're doing anymore. But um, obviously, I mean, ratings are going to be at the top of the list for any reality show. So, right. And my own, like I said, my only issue is like a bunch of the people complaining are the same people who are complaining that there were idols in it in the first place. Like, you... well, I don't care that there are idols in it. I just checked out because like my favorites were all gone, and I was like, I don't really care about anybody else here. Right, which is understandable. If you check out because your favorite got kicked out, then who cares? Like, right? I totally get that. A hundred percent, I get that. Oh, okay. Also, before we sign off, I want to tell those of you that have um been uh, leaving messages on Alexandra Reed's Twitter and leaving messages telling her to confront Tr Trudy, please stop. Yeah, Trudy what? is none of her concern. She does not have to waste a minute, a second of her time on what... Wait, that's a thing? Trudy, yes. No, yes. like, especially when she first came, people were like, oh, Alex, can you find Trudy and tell her what you think? So I'm like, no. Why does, why, why does she have to talk to Trudy? She, why... why why does she even have to like even like waste her time with that? That's that's not up to her and she's no, just those of you who are expecting Alexandra to like come on Unpretty Rap Star and dress down Trudy and speak for all black people and um you tell her how wrong she is, please stop. Please. Like please. That just leave it alone. Okay? We know Trudy's wrong, but you guys need to get some perspective here, and that's one of the things I'm worried about with the whole Alex thing, but please stop. Okay. <laughs> Anything else anyone wants to bring up before um, we sign off? Thank you guys for showing up and uh, not falling asleep on me and, um, <laughs> and um, being here for the conversation. Yeah, that's cool. I'm just super happy that Seventeen is getting a concert. I just want to put that out to the world. <laughs> getting their own solo concert. Yeah. You know, I hardcore made fun of them, but they are legitimately doing well for themselves. So kudos <laughs> to if them. They don't get the, if they don't get a single rookie award, at least they got a concert. So, you know. I mean, they're making the money. So I They mean, are. Yeah, they're yeah. doing good. I can't complain. <laughs> I'm still mad that I like them. <laughs> Don't listen, fight it. Don't fight it. I, listen, I swore off of Pletus, and I swore off of boy groups. I, I can't have to fight it. Um, no, Shiny <laughs> is not. Would shiny, shiny doesn't count. They're grandfathered in. They're I was going to say, Shiny got a free pass because it's so old. <laughs> they are literally set. grandfathers. They got to stay. <laughs> oh, my god. Just gosh. let 17 into your heart. I know. They're zygotes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they are five. very, very young. They are very, very young. I'm pretty sure one of them still wears diapers. Like, I can't. Well, you oh you just look at them like, you know, like, you know, like you're a teacher and they're like, you know, the little students that you take care of every day. It's like, I already have that or with like Bam Bam. I can't, I can't do younger than Bam Bam. Bam Bam, Bam, Bam is a little five-year-old I give a cookie to and I go, enjoy, and walk away. Some of them are younger than Bam Bam. Exactly. <laughs> that is the problem. I'm glad they're not gross. <laughs> so I appreciate you. 
Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, 17 fans, you guys are... Um, FX fans, 17 fans, you guys should be really happy right now. Um, uh, after school fans, I don't know what to tell you, <laughs> but... Um, I don't know if Rania can come back, so can they, so keep hope alive. Someone just keep feeding them and free Cone. Free her! I mean, Caramel's supposed to be coming back, so, you know, hey. I guess the rest of them... I don't care about Orange Caramel. <laughs> it's like well, the I mean, three I'm members. Saying, I have you know, no rather them than nobody, right? Cause no, I'd rather they not come back. Save the money after school. Okay. Really? Those are the three members you have no attachment to? I Those mean, I get one of I them. Have... No, I get one of them, but I don't understand the not having attachment to Lizzie or Nana. <laughs> There's just nothing. <laughs> Nobody cares about Rina. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> I hope they come back. What are you kidding me? Okay. All right. If that is all, then I think we'll close out, Tim. If you'll do the honors. I I'm sure making will. you work today. Yay. No, it's okay. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. Uh, please check out our website, notyouraveragenetizens.squarespace.com. We also have a presence on Tumblr, where our wonderful Shannon is out there always posting mad pictures. Uh, that is notyouraveragenetizens.tumblr.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash notyouraveragenetizens. Uh, if you're listening to on, uh, listening to us on iTunes, thank you for subscribing. Um, please rate and comment; those are wonderful. I do check them periodically. I should probably check them more. Uh, that's my bad. Um, but we will, if we can catch one that's actually relevant and recent, I will happily read it or talk about it at least on the show. Um, so please leave comments. Please rate us. It's the way we move up. Um, it means a lot. It helps a lot. Uh, and if you aren't subscribed to us, please subscribe. Uh, if you would like to listen to us on SoundCloud, we are also on SoundCloud, uh, soundcloud.com slash notyouraveragenetizens. Um, you can comment there as well. You can subscribe to us there to listen to us. That's where they get posted. So uh, wherever you want to listen to us, wherever you want to hear us from, you can always find us, notyouraveragenetizens. Um, <clears throat> if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or topics that you would like us to hit, on the podcast, you can send us an email directly at notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. Um, and if you would like to reach out to us on Twitter, we also have a presence there at NYA Netizens. At Twitter, okay. yes. Yeah. Thank you, Tim. And again, thank you, everybody, for showing up today um, and contributing to this wonderful podcast and having a wonderful discussion. Thank you guys. You help continue me, continue my K-pop obsession. Um, I probably, probably would have died into little embers by now if it wasn't because of you guys. <laughs> I get to have someone to talk to it, about it with. So, and and you guys are listening to us. So, thank you. Um, so, if that's all. Um, thank you, everyone, and we will see you on our next episode, which will hopefully be next week. All right, so bye, guys. Bye. Bye. bye.